You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. So what is happening y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Oh man, guess what episode of TKO it is today? It is officially episode number 299. And honestly, <laughs> I cannot wait until episode 300. However, disclaimer, I know you guys probably know that TKO is brought to you every single week. So we are a weekly show. Um, however, if this week we're doing episode 299, I do want to tell you that episode 300 is going to be recorded in two weeks. And why is that? That is because I am going to be away all of next week. Uh, I will not be in Canada. I'll be visiting awesome family in California. Uh, <laughs> and I wish I could technically take my setup with me to record TKO there. But alas, you know, I don't want my microphone and stuff to break while traveling, though possible. I think there's probably portable options that I should have thought of in advance. But, you know, uh, you know, it just happens like that, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah. So next week, we will not be having an episode uh, or we okay so for those of you listening from CFRU 93.3 FM there will be uh, a repeat of the current episode for next week the week of uh trying to think of the date like the last week of November uh so yes no new episode for next week and episode number 300 is going to be done in two weeks and i am so excited for that show uh y'all don't know what awesomeness i am cooking for episode number 300 and uh you know i every time we do these milestone episodes um they're always so fun to do um and the preparation and the lead up to it is always so just incredible and uh it's also pretty humbling you know what i was thinking about it i've been thinking about it for for a good good while um i feel like it just makes you think back on the, all the, the the toughness and the challenges of the journey that you were on that actually took you to this point and um you know all the also all the stuff that you should be grateful for and um you know, just just appreciate everything that you have been given throughout this journey. For example, for us, um, the platform that was given to us by our wonderful family here at CFRU 93.3 FM. You know, if if they weren't gracious enough, we would not be here. That's is what I'm trying to say. So, um, you know, everything like uh, the, the, the support of our radio family, 
um, to um, the support of you lovely listeners out there, Tikio Nation. Whether you listen from uh, the radio directly, whether you listen online, you listen to the podcast version. Um, I see you. We see you. And we appreciate you to the core. So um, it's it's been uh, what's the saying again? It takes a village to ra- <laughs> no. Um, it takes a village to I guess su- have success with TKO. Um, so yeah, it's honestly like we have a whole team behind us. Even though TKO is just you know mainly me, but uh, yeah, uh, we did not get here without the love and support of all the uh, people that I just mentioned um, and it's just so incredible when we sit down and and have those reflections you know it makes us feel very grateful and proud of ourselves so okay uh, I'm gonna say for the last time episode number 300 is going to be happening in two weeks okay I know be patient. Uh, you shall be rewarded for your patience. All right. Okay. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but as of today, we have a lot of tea to go through. Okay. So I have to be honest with y'all. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm going to be talking to you guys about today. I didn't even know that these were like... It, <sighs> I I didn't know. I was not aware of such things happening uh, for the past little while in the world of uh, MMA. And uh, all of a sudden right now, I am reading updates on uh, the situations that have been escalated from the past in the world of MMA. I was like, ah, but I don't even remember that this thing happened in the first place. You know what I mean? But uh, we have a few updates of those kinds to discuss today on the show. And and also a very important update, a very incredibly important update about the last pay-per-view event for the UFC for the year, uh, which is going to be UFC 282. And the major update that has been with that fight card so those are the main things that we have uh, lined up for today. Uh, random thought, but you guys know I always vocalize my thoughts. Uh, I'm going to really miss TKO when I'm not going to be doing it next week. Um, alas, I wish I could uh, take a portable microphone with me when I went on vacation to visit family. But, uh, you know, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Not everything is perfect. Okay. Okay. So uh, now, my friends, without further ado, let's get started with the show. Okay. So um, I have some updates uh, for y'all regarding the man who has been declared the Arturo Gatti of the MMA world. And so why, so (laughs) to those of you listening right now, you're like, why did Janan get so excited just all of a sudden? Like, what's the deal here? And this is because if you are a diehard MMA fan, you will know this. This is because um, I've probably told you guys ad nauseum that my favorite fighter of all time, you know, not just boxing, arguably just my 
favorite combat sports athlete of all time is indeed Arturo Gatti. So for someone to be called the Arturo Gatti of the UFC, of MMA, excuse me, um, that is a big deal. And I take this very seriously. However, I feel like this person uh, actually deserves it. And this person is none other than Michael Chandler. So what's going on with Michael Chandler? Uh, Michael Chandler recently fought. And um, he fought against Dustin Poirier. And uh, from how, first of all, the fight was incredible, as we all saw for ourselves. Um, And in my opinion, it deserves to be nominated for the best fight of the year. Uh, But I digress. So uh, Michael Chandler fought very recently. You know, he fought really good. It was a close fight, but he lost his fight against Dustin Poirier. Um, However... It's been interesting for him uh, because ever since his loss, I mean, normally after a loss, you wouldn't really expect uh, much publicity with someone, you know, like when you when you experience a professional loss in um, uh, sports, you feel disappointed, like you wouldn't really go out, have uh, interviews with the public, go do media and stuff. However, there's been a different case here with uh, Michael Chandler, and that is because of uh, his warrior personality. So this man, you know, even even if it loses, he doesn't care. Like he just he knows that as part of the game and uh, he's not like he has a he's in good spirits. You know what I mean? And not only that, but also he has the the courage and the boldness to come out and actually talk to the public and talk to the media about the loss, about, you know what, how good the other guy was, the guy that actually beat him. And, uh, you know, that's just that's that's the heart of a champion that he has there. And so, um, interestingly enough, yeah, this has been uh, one of the reasons why he has been uh, kind of like more evidence in, in MMA media, especially after a loss that he just recently had. But you know what? People don't even care about that loss and they care about his attitude to the loss. Right. So shout out to Michael Chandler. Great. Awesome for him. Um. Okay, so this was the thing that I was ranting about in the beginning of the show about me not knowing uh, that a a thing was a thing um, and the thing had escalated. And now me reading about the escalated situation and being like, oh, the original thing was actually a thing. What? I didn't even know that. So this is what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, And it, it does involve Michael Chandler. So... Okay, you guys tell me, okay. Apparently, Michael Chandler has major beef with Conor McGregor. So this was the first thing that uh, I, I guess, didn't know about that led to this thing that I'm going to talk about next. I was like, okay, I feel like Michael Chandler is not really the type to pick up fights or mm, what's the word, like, faux ship? like trying to like actively dislike people or like have people dislike him. Mm, He's not that person. And uh, he's actually one of the nicest people in the world. So what? That makes no sense. And he's beefing with Conor McGregor. What could be the reason here? 
right? Um, and we have been told by <laughs> authority figures at the UFC. Uh, I, I just, you know what? Sometimes every time, or rather every time I say the, the name of Dana White, I'm like, Okay, I kind of want to like start referring to him with like different nicknames. Um, <laughs> like, um, I mean, people call him Uncle Dana. I maybe we should also call him Uncle Dana. Uh, but yeah, so I don't really want to just like straight up say the president of the UFC, Dana White. I want to be like Uncle Dana at the UFC. You know what? Anyways, sorry. That was probably a poor joke. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Dana White has confirmed that the next fight for Michael Chandler is going to be against Conor McGregor. So that is the big T here. And, um, it's an, it's an interesting one. Um, I'll tell you why. So Conor McGregor has not fought in a long, long time. Not specifically in the in the UFC either, which makes it a little bit uh, difficult to judge here because a lot has probably happened in his life. You know, a lot of uh, lifestyle changes. He probably wasn't training as hard. Uh, he was just focusing on his business. And for him to be making a comeback against someone as powerful and, for the lack of better terms, potent as Michael Chandler, not my first choice. Let me just tell you that, okay? Uh, yeah, it's a no for me, dog. Uh, because, yes, I get it, you're Conor McGregor. Um, but, uh, Michael Chandler, you know, you can't go, uh, head to head with the, uh, the, the Arturo Gotti of MMA. There's a reason why he got that nickname or that mm, affiliation, I guess. And that is because this man does not give up in the octagon and, um, uh, doesn't matter how much he gets punched. doesn't matter how much he gets hurt or bloodied, but he would just keep on coming forward, and he fights with his entire heart, and so that is, that is dangerous to possess as a professional mixed martial artist, and in this case, Michael Chandler actually has it, and so, yeah, like I said, this makes things very difficult for Conor McGregor. I feel like if this fight is to actually happen for real, for real, uh, I can totally see Michael Chandler winning the winning this fight. And okay, inside uh, brackets though, if the fight is done with like proper blood tests and like drug tests, uh, drug tests, excuse me, I guess. Um, and I'm not trying to accuse anyone of doing anything. However, you guys tell me. Go on Conor McGregor's social media. And look at his most recent posts and tell me how this man looks like he is on some roids. Um, you know, just I, I dropped it. I said it. Yes. And I'm saying it because literally 98% of the entire MMA community population also believes so. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, that's going to also be a problem because Conor McGregor is most likely to fight clean um, when he's going to be potentially having that fight against Chandler. 
Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. And Chandler, I'm telling you, he is probably not going to accept the fight if that is if drug testing is not a thing uh, for the for the match. And, you know, uh, makes sense. Makes sense to me because Chandler has been in the UFC more recently and for, I guess, a little bit longer uh, than McGregor for at least when you look at the past five year window. Um, so Chandler gets tested regularly and um, he I mean, he has to be clean for him to be eligible to fight all these fights. So he's clean and him being clean, just look at his um, abilities and his performance, you know, so that tells you something. However, if somebody is on roids or other drugs um, and you're supposed to kind of like, quote unquote, clean yourself. Uh, before they test you, well, you know, what was the point of doing it all in the first place, right? So, yeah, it's going to be a major disadvantage for him, for that person taking uh, the steroids because, you know, you train with them and now uh, you don't have access to them, especially if it's been like a long period of uh, not uh, not. Uh, having access to the to those steroids and stuff it is going to impact their performance 100 percent and um in this case if that if that were to happen with conor mcgregor i feel like he he would definitely suffer the consequences in the match against chandler but again conversely like i said i don't really see chandler agreeing to a like a match that doesn't really drug test either of them um, I feel like he wants to keep it fair and square for himself as well, which I mean, rightfully so. Right. So, yeah. So the, in my opinion, OK, yeah, it's great to have this fight. But at the same time, please, everyone, let's think about the feasibility of this fight in real life. These are two major figures in the UFC right now and arguably in the world of uh, uh, like the entire global MMA scene. Right. And they have big demands. Uh, I feel like neither party can be the A side in this case because they're both arguably at that top, top level. And they they both have, um, in my opinion, like equal power negotiating in this case for their future fight if there is going to be a fight. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. But at the same time, is it realistic? Uh, I'm not really sure uh, unless there's compromises pulled in this case, but that is 100% going to be at the expense of one of these guys. Um, that's the only way that it will work out. Anywho, so I was I was like, okay, Chandler and Connor have beef. Okay, I didn't know that, but okay, cool. Like, you know, let's just see how the drama unfolds but uh, so yeah that was really interesting to me but also I do want to give you guys a very 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 important update about UFC 282 this is flaming hot news okay what happened today so if you already um, knew what the headliner fight of uh, UFC 282 was, Harry Prochaska, the lightweight, the light heavyweight champion at the UFC, was supposed to be doing a rematch and defending 
his uh, championship belt against the former champion, Glover Teixeira. And, um, you know, we thought that it was going to happen until today. Harry Prochaska was reported to pull out of that fight. And uh, we were told, the media was told that uh, this was because Prochaska suffered a shoulder injury that requires a significant rehabilitation period. That sucks. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm saying it in all like, you know, with like I'm, I'm not trying to be saucy or anything, uh, but. I, f I feel for Harry Prochaska because, in my opinion, um, he still remains to be the best fighter in this weight division. And for something like that to hinder his um, advancement in, in this weight division and, I guess, in, in terms of his own legacy, yeah, this sucks. It breaks my heart. Um, um, I wish – I mean, I, I don't wish that he would – pull out of this fight in e in any way um but i wish that um it wasn't like this i wish that he got at least a few more tries at defending the belt and i guess still uh remaining or reigning over uh his uh throne i would have loved to see that um uh, before this happens uh from the sound of it it sounds like He's going to be out of competition for a hot minute uh, for a long, long, long time. So his shoulder is injured. Um, he's not going to have enough time to rest up and get better and recover. He's dropped out of UFC 282. So the Glover Teixeira fight is no longer happening. But we have a replacement main event for the evening which is still going to be for the light heavyweight championship belts. So, like I said, Prochaska dropped out. <laughs> dropped out. Um, he, he vacated his position in the belt because of his injury, because he couldn't, uh, uh, you know, ha him having to undergo procedures and surgeries and stuff for his shoulder. Um, he's not going to have enough time to recover. And the belt is just going to be there. Like, the belt is not going to be defended, so he has to relinquish the belt. And now that he did it, it's up for grabs. And it's up for grabs between Jan Blakovich, who is indeed the former light heavyweight champion. Um, and uh, he's going to be fighting off against the number three contender in this wonderful weight division. One of my also actually one of my newer, like more recent all time favorites, uh, Magomed Ankalaev. Um, and. <laughs> my god this is such a good fight oh my goodness mma gods thank you thank you thank you um christmas came early to us over here um and also sorry on a side note i don't want to make it sound like i'm happy that uh here prochaska dropped out of his fight i would have freaking loved to see that fight against glover Teixeira, but uh i guess it's just the way that things are unfolding in the in the MMA universe, you know, um, because I don't know for whatever reason. Actually, no, you know what? I have good reason as to why the Sian Blakovich and Magomed Ankalaev uh, fight excites me so incredibly much. And uh, so these guys are just as good as you can get. If you, I mean, currently, I'm I'm saying this. Uh, uh, with the fact being in mind that um, here Prochaska is 
out of competition. So we're not even counting him in and anything. So if you take uh, Prochaska out of the picture, yes, you cannot get any better than Yamlakovich and Magomed Ankalaev in the light heavyweight division. And kudos to the MMA uh, matchmakers at the UFC because y'all knew what you were doing here. And um, it's just, it's, it's good. It's, it's a good one. Uh, it's going to give the fans what they want, especially, you know, as like a early Christmas uh, gift because it's, it is actually the last uh, event of the UFC before 2023. So, yeah, I guess it is like the UFC's uh, Christmas present to us, which we really appreciate. Uh, um, and uh, yes, so as you can tell, I'm personally just like over the roof about this fight. Um. I'm just going to briefly, briefly, I'll try my best to keep it brief, I guess, um, uh, give you a small description of every fighter's style and uh, what's on the line here, what could be the employable strategies for either guy to be winning the fight, so on and so forth. And I'll try my best to keep it as brief as, po- uh, excuse me, as brief as possible. Um... Okay, so Jan Blakovich, uh, like I said, is the former light heavyweight champion. And um, he's had really tough um, opponents in the past. Nonetheless, he's been able to beat them all. Um, However, you know, here he is not being the champion anymore. Um, Doesn't matter. He is just like he he just he has that mindset and mentality of again you know just like athletes that take loss so well and it actually helps them it it helps them improve more which is just so uh you know it's it's hard to process right how does that work that's like reverse psychology but these guys have mastered it and because they have mastered it um they're just um Everybody loves to see their fights because of how good they are um, and like their, their fighting attitude and just you can see their passion through their fights, right? The, the, the love that they have for the game. It's incredible. So Jan Blakovich has that and that's why we love his fighting style so much and just love his fights in general. Uh, Blokovic is very well versed when it comes to um, pure boxing. Um, his striking is very accurate and on point. Uh, if things are taken to the ground, he knows how to defend himself. Is jiu-jitsu his absolute forte? No, I would say he's more of a striker dude. Uh, which is totally fair. I feel like that was uh, why he was so successful during uh, his time as a champion because of the dominance that he carried with him uh, while mainly employing a striking um, uh, dominant uh, strategy, if you will. So, um, yeah, so that's the thing. He prefers to strike more. If he has to wrestle, he'll wrestle. If he has to do jujitsu, he will, but mainly a striking guy. And he's so good at it. And he knocks people out. Everything that you want in a light heavyweight fight. 
And on the other hand, we have Magomed Ankalaev, who not only is such a good striker, but also this man's grappling is mm-mm-mm, like none other in this weight division right now. Um, the way that he grapples, uh, you know, it's just like you have all, uh, he does it like a lightweight uh, contender as opposed to a light heavyweight contender because of how smooth and efficient he is with um, his his uh, grappling moves, if that made any sense at all. Um, but uh, so as you can see, we're dealing with opposing fighting styles. So Blokovic striker, Magomed, uh, more of a grappler classic clash of styles here everyone and i am so excited for this new matchup and i hope you are as well ufc 282 has a new main event for december 10th so uh on episode 300 in two weeks uh we will be thoroughly breaking down this fight card and much more uh but before i go i just want to emphasize Tune in to episode 300. It's going to be lit. We have a lot planned. Yes. Tune in. All right. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.